Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. I'm T and of course we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's the video version on the YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. You'll get alerted every single time the new episodes are going up along with any other videos including the shorts which i do a lot of youtube shorts get subscribed you'll get alerts for when any of those are going up as well though if you're looking for the audio only version because maybe you're doing some other stuff while you're listening on in the background audio only version goes up 30 minutes earlier at 8 p.m mountain standard time on all your favorite podcasting platforms all you got to do is search twasm or t watches a scary movie we're on apple music we're on spotify we're on amazon music we're on a bunch of stuff there y'all so find us on whatever platform your heart desires hit that subscribe button as well and again just like the video version you'll get updates for when the new episodes are dropping but that's not enough folks you also want to make sure that you go and get subscribed to the link tree which is linktr.ee slash t scary movie if you get subscribed to the link tree that'll get you access to the youtube page to some of the audio only versions of the show to my letterbox page where you can find all my great written reviews you'll get access to my social media and you'll also get access to my TikTok, which you definitely want to go and check out and get subscribed to that because this week I just put up my thoughts on the recently released Crypt Keeper animatronic being sold by Spirit Halloween. I picked it up, I put it together, and if you want to see how this thing looks, how it works, is it cool or not, get over to my TikTok, get subscribed. That video is still up there. Tell me what you think about it. Was I was I making the right choice by buying this Crypt Keeper or should I have just let it sat there and wait? until Leatherface was on sale again. Let me know, folks. I want to hear from you, but get subscribed. It is the best way to keep up with everything that I'm doing. And what am I doing tonight is the first episode of season three. That's right, folks. It is season three, episode one. We have been running since September of 2020, and it is time for our new season. In the last episode, I was going over the top 10 horror films of 2023 so far we talked about what those six through ten entries were the bottom five and we'll recap those a little bit later on but tonight i am going to reveal to you the top five horror films of the year so far and folks uh if you watched last week's show let me tell you that my list has already changed since i recorded last week's show it's insane because in the time that i recorded it until now I, I had to change that list up a little bit. There were two films I just had to actually slot in higher than what, uh, what one of them originally was. And the other one was a new film that I'm actually going to be talking about tonight that has actually managed to make its way on the list as well, too. So that being said, I'm not going to go and try to re redo this list over for the show because that wouldn't make sense. I'd have to keep doing it. So we're going to act off the list that I had put together as of last week. And that's what I'll be talking about later tonight for you, y'all. But you can check my letterbox out for yourself if you want a spoiler to see what that list is looking like. Now, as I just got done saying, one of the films that has cracked its way into my top 10 this year that I won't actually be recapping later on when I tell you my top five entries, but I am going to give you a review of that right now, is Play 
Dead. I am so stoked to talk about this one with y'all. You might remember I interviewed Jerry O'Connell last year and he actually told me about this film and that it was coming up. Well, I finally got a chance to see it and folks, I've got some thoughts here about that for you. So let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and bust right into it here, folks. So if you were to ask most horror fans about what elements are important to them in a good horror movie, I honestly feel that an overwhelming majority of them would likely say a strong villain. And for good reason. Plenty of horror franchises that we all know and love, Halloween, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, so many others. Regardless of the quality of the films in each of these series, a lot of times people keep coming back because they want to see whether or not these delightfully evil monsters are going to get the best of the one hero or the various heroes that are putting up against them in the latest film that comes out. Now, that's not to say that the protagonists or multiple protagonists aren't important. They very, very much are. But unless you've made them unlikable, and if you're thinking of something recent to like kind of come up with, think of like Justin Long and Barbarian. Oh, fantastic movie, it's on Max right now. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Give us a physical release of that, by the way. Um, but unless your lead character, your protagonist, your hero is unlikable, then we're typically going to fall on the side of one of them to survive through the night. They don't have to do much because we know they're typically our eyes into what's happening in this film. And I point that out because writers Simon Boyes and Adam Mason, along with director Patrick Lussier, have carved up a big victory here because Play Dead is one of the best surprises of the year, folks. Now, siblings Chloe and TJ are desperate, having recently lost their father to a supposed suicide and facing foreclosure on their home, TJ decides to help rob a dispensary as a means to an end. Uh, but when the robbery is botched and evidence is sent to local morgue that could implicate TJ, Chloe makes the decision to break in and to retrieve it only to find out that she's dealing with no ordinary coroner. Yeah, that is the plot to play dead. Now, our siblings, Chloe and TJ, are played by Bailey Madison, who you might know from The Stranger's Prey at Night, or from Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, uh, and TJ, played by Anthony Turpel, who you might know from uh, Love, Victor, or No Good Nick. They do a really, really good job at playing believable siblings. Bailey Madison isn't a stranger to the world of horror, of course. Uh, I know, I said stranger and Bailey Madison, same sip. I get it, I get it. Uh, she's not a stranger to the, to the world of horror, um, but she's typically done a lot more ensemble work. Uh, Chloe is our main point of view, and even though TJ still does play a big role, this is Chloe's show. And uh, Bailey Madison does absolutely tremendous with it. Uh, she's had almost 20 years of experience in TV and film. And you would honestly think that it's twice that, just because Chloe goes through so much in this film and is forced to just be all over the place with her emotions. And Bailey Madison just handles it effortlessly. 
Uh, there were two incredible standout scenes in the film that I honestly found myself just blown away by. Um, there's this one moment like right before, you know, she very possibly is gonna lose her life in this film and she's just like breaking down, crying and sobbing and pleading. And it, like, you know, we see that in a lot of movies, like, you know, someone's about to get killed, like, no, 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 don't do this, don't kill me. And like, you know, it's, it's cheesy in some places, we feel bad about it in a lot of places, but a lot of times we kind of just accept the performance and the way that it's happening. And I don't know, there was something about this one particular scene when Bailey Madison is doing it to where it's like, damn, that seems just so much more like believable like she is so much more in it than I've seen recently with other people doing this exact same kind of a uh, not, not roller performance I just mean like that particular scene where like you know the villain the killer is about to get you like it's one of the best uh, best performances in a scene like that that I've absolutely seen and Bailey Madison shows that obviously she knows what she's doing in this world she can very very much uh, very very much portray a leading lady all on her own and man she should absolutely be getting more of these solo leading lady roles because she's absolutely killing it and the other moment which is kind of the other end of the spectrum um at a different part in the movie um we see that chloe is just you know she's finally able to like kind of take a breath and she's just overcome with emotion and like this single tear runs down her face and there was just something about it that caught me is like oh like I, I feel like you know I, I said it's like you know Chloe Chloe can take a breath and it's like you know it's almost like we can take a breath as well too like we're we were holding it just as long as she was and I just thought it was it was so emotional it's so such a strong performance that she put in into this role and you know it's funny because as I said earlier, you know, we do want a good protagonist, but a lot of times it ends up coming to be back uh, back about the villain. And thank God that Bailey Madison is so good and so great in this because we don't have to worry about the villain, even though it is one of the best performances of the entire year. And I said it, I said one of the most important elements in horror that most people would say if you were to ask him i feel is a strong villain and folks yeah jerry o'connell doesn't need but he must be put in the conversation for villain of the year and keep in mind this is a year that we've had Alyssa Sutherland's out of this world performance as Ellie in Evil Dead Rise. We had Nicolas Cage just stealing every single scene he was in as Dracula in Renfield. And we had uh, Cassandra Nod's absolutely unhinged, psychotic performance as CW in Influencer. These are amazing performances that we've had. And Jerry O'Connell must be added to that list. It's a completely different and unexpected kind of role for him. He's finally get a chance to show this diabolical monster, this just evil side that's been lurking under the surface of like so many characters that he's played over his, over his vast career, honestly, because he's been doing the Hollywood thing for a while now and a lot of stuff that we've seen him in. But I think that anybody might agree that as good of an actor as he is and as likable as Jerry O'Connell is, both in real life and, and the majority of the stuff that we've seen him in, he never really played a role like the coroner, somebody who has these beliefs that are just so devout 
they feel this way about what life means, what the actual value of life is. And that comes into direct contradiction with Chloe remaining alive on this earth. And he's unwavering, he's a machine. He's almost like a Terminator in some aspects in this film. And folks, I don't know what to say. Thanks to thank the casting gods for putting Jerry O'Connell in this film because folks, this is gonna be a career definer for him. This is the kind of role that it's insane. It's utterly insane that it's taken so long for somebody to give him a chance to do this because he's been good. He's been really good, again, and all the other things we've seen him in, Sliders, Satanic Panic, Scream 2, Piranha, you know, take your pick. And regardless of what you feel about the movie or the TV show, I bet you Jerry O'Connell was great in it. But this is a role that he should have been playing for a while, folks. Uh, you have to see it to believe it. I could sit here and, rant and rave for like for for a lot longer, honestly, about it, folks. But it's just so different that it's astonishing that we haven't gotten it before. You really have to see it to believe it. And we can't ignore director, uh, director Patrick Lussier, uh, who expertly shoots this, this bleak, dark morgue, making the building seem almost like fortress-like in comparison to other morgues uh, that we've seen in movies. Um, he, he set up this atmosphere to where there's, we're, we're like we along with Chloe are just worried about the coroner lurking behind every single corridor, every single corner, every hallway in this building. And Lucier, who also uh, brought us, you know, Dracula 2000, My Bloody Valentine 3D. He worked on the original Scream as well. He's no stranger to bloody gory, uh, to bloody gory shots. And there are more than a few scenes in this where I had to look away because my own insides were being in uh, were being tied up in a knot. I was closing my eyes and blocking them. And I know that's happening a lot more and more, weirdly enough, as I'm getting older. But this movie, man, yeah, Lucier got some amazing shots here it is it is brutal in some places and i wasn't expecting this film to get a get as as much under my skin as it ultimately did but it's gross and days later i'm still really thinking about that honestly i mean for comparison's sake this movie can compete and hold its own against don't breathe a film that's very, 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 very similar here to play dead. And yet, and still, guys, same level, same exact level, I would tell you there with that. Now, I did find myself struggling with the repeated mention of Chloe and TJ's uh, father's suppo supposed suicide. It, get brought, it gets brought up enough to where it seems that we'll learn some kind of huge revelation about it, but there doesn't seem to be any payoff that comes out of that. I mean, Chloe even has a discussion with the coroner about it, but it more so comes off as her trying to save her own ass than it does anything else. And there's a really effective story here. I really do enjoy the story of Play Dead, but that one plot point very, very likely could have just been mentioned at the beginning and then never referred to again because I feel that it doesn't actually help really anybody out whenever it gets brought up in the film. We've had and we've continued to have some amazing horror films getting wide theatrical th releases. Um, and while Play Dead had its own limited run back in January, I think just like a number of gems in the last few years, it's gonna find a huge audience on streaming. And we need more smaller contained horror films like this to get us back to crafting these immersive worlds that are about the characters that are within. Not about the world, but about the character itself. More is always better. 
And when you can pull off a film on a smaller scale uh, that manages to outclass like these larger performers that we've had, you're definitely doing something right. We get a full plate with this one, folks. We get a terrific protagonist. We have a performance of the year from Jerry O'Connell as our villain and a great script to boot. Play Dead is one of the best horror films of the year and absolutely must be seen. You can check it out right now for free on Tubi. And if you want to find out a way to save money on orders from Fangoria, including your yearly subscription, stay tuned and I'll be right back with my top five horror films of the year so far. Hey everybody, looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW. Welcome back to T-Watch is a Scary Movie, folks. So, last week, I told you about the first half of my list of the best horror films of 2023 thus far. Coming in at number 10 was Evil Dead Rise. Coming in at 9 was Renfield. At 8 was We Have a Ghost. At 7 was The Outwaters. And at 6 was Infinity Pool. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, my list absolutely changed within the week that I put together the first half and put together this half for y'all. But we're not going to change that up right now. So I'm going to tell you my top five films of 2023 as it was last week when I wrote this list. So coming in at number five is Influencer. We have had such a great year for already for horror villains. And up until about a month or so ago, I would have said that without question, Alyssa Sutherland's Ellie and Evil Dead Rise was the bar. That was the top performance of the year. But then Influencer dropped and Cassandra Nod's memorizing performance as CW came to fight for that crown. A serial killer targeting social media influencers that have come to vacation in Thailand finds that she might have gone for too many clicks with her latest victim. Um, it is a more uh, more of a personal, like a, 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 a serial killer slasher kind of film, honestly. Our villain is truly, truly tremendous. And getting to see like how her mind works and trying to fix a situation that she's lost control of has just been incredible, folks. Cassandra Nod is absolutely set for some big things here in Hollywood. And you have to check this one out right now. You can see Influencer right now on Shudder, folks. Coming in at number four, Skinamarink. Uh, Kyle Edward Ball 
showed up in the dead of winter with this imagination terror machine, Skinnamarink. Uh, the movie finds its way into the memory of your younger years and the things you would tell yourself weren't lurking in the dark. And while the non sequitur narrative makes it hard for all, uh, for all audience to engage, those that do may find themselves wishing that they didn't as their minds are forced to lay out what's in front of them. Skinnamarink isn't exactly accessible to everyone, but I can't mark it down for that, folks, because if you get it, you're really gonna get it, honestly. And what works so well about it is that it really does leave the viewer to fill in so many of the actual on-screen blanks that are happening uh, to the characters that we're following along. To really tell you much more about it would be doing you a disservice as I do think that a lot of it really depends on the viewer to kind of make up in their own mind what exactly is going on. Because there isn't a clear-cut narrative here. And I think that's one of the best things about it is that it's very unique compared to all the other horror films that we've really had this year. You know, um, a movie like Infinity Pool and like The Outwaters finds itself falling like very similar in tone at least I would say, but there's nothing like Skinnamarink y'all. This is going to take you back to being a little, little kid and just being absolutely terrified at night. Uh, you got to check Skidamarink out right now, folks. It is available to rent and purchase on most streaming platforms. Number three, Scream 6. Now, in 2022, the Radio Silence team, the folks that brought us the recent classic, Ready or Not, brought us our first Wes Craven-less entry in the Scream franchise and the long-running adventures of Ghostface. Now, it wasn't perfect what film really truly is, uh, but they were able to update Scream for modern audiences, and it gave us our most brutal entry yet. Not to be outdone, they followed it up just a year later with a movie that improved upon the motivations of Ghostface while also giving longtime fans an idea of where the series needs to go in order to stay fresh. They upped the blood, they upped the gore, they upped the kills, they upped the emotional investment that we've made into this long running series. Scream can contend with the best of them folks and Scream 6 is absolutely one of the best horror films of the year. It does not manage to stick absolutely everything, but it does improve upon the shortcomings of Scream 5 in quite a bit and it leaves us in a really, really good place to where when Scream 7 comes, which will likely be in 2025, in my opinion, versus 2024. But when Screen 7 comes, it'll hopefully be a fitting end to the franchise. Coming in at number two is Missing. Five years on from the incredible John Cho-led searching, Missing follows a young woman trying to track down her mother who's vanished out of ta after taking a trip out of the country. Now, Missing's breakneck speed, its twists and turns will keep you guessing the entire time. Not one other film this year has managed to keep my attention glued to the screen the way that Missing has. If you are a true crime aficionado, this movie is really, really gonna get you because you're just gonna be glued trying to pick up every little piece of information you possibly can to help you make sense of what's going on in this film, folks. Missing is 
absolutely incredible. It is one that you most definitely have to go and see for yourselves. Not one to be missed. I would very much recommend checking out Searching though as well just because they are both incredible films but folks you do not want to miss this one. You can catch Missing for free right now on Netflix. And before I let you know about our number one entry folks I just want to remind you if you were trying to track down where you can see your movies and your TV shows on streaming for free or just for rental or purchase you want to go to justwatch.com I've been using this site for years at this point it has an amazing database that seems to be consistently updated and letting you know where any movie or TV show you're looking for is available to watch for free, where it's available to watch for free with ads, where you can rent it, where you can purchase it. Highly suggest checking out JustWatch.com. And our number one film of the year thus far, The Boogeyman. Uh, horror always works best when you have equally good protagonists and antagonists, and the boogeyman manages to balance both along with a simple story that's still effective and has some legitimately great scares to go with it too. Rob Savage has not only made one of the best PG-13 horror films in years, but has managed to outshine many other bigger films that just should have been on a different wavelength than what The Boogeyman was. Maybe it's the combination of a Stephen King story with the director of one of the scariest horror films in history. Maybe it's that we have tremendous acting from so uh, you know so, uh, uh, Sophie Thatcher from Yellow Jackets. Maybe it's a uh, uh, you know, maybe it's the amazing monster design. Who knows, folks? Who honestly knows here? But this movie is without a doubt the best horror film that I've seen all year and you have to check it out to believe it it is still in theaters for you to see right now i imagine we only got another week or two and then it's going to be hitting uh video on demand though folks so stay tuned for it and that's going to do it those are the top 10 horror films of the year folks which of these films have you seen are any of them on your less list excuse me I need you to tell me in the comment section what you've been watching this year now folks don't forget my movie club is still around. We watch movies in my Discord every Wednesday night, and we have our annual all-nighter coming up for y'all this coming Saturday for you as well, too. That's right, Saturday the 8th, we are starting our all-nighter. We got some great films for y'all to watch. We're watching Scream 6, watching Renfield, we're watching The Blackening, Infinity Pool, we're watching The Outwaters. We have so much good stuff for y'all to check out. So if you wanna join the movie club, hit me up on social media. We'll get you inside for that but make sure you're back here next week because next week i got a couple more great reviews for you i'm gonna be talking newer horror films for you i have an early review of the latest film from the racka racka channel on youtube talk to me and i'll also be talking the angry black girl and her monster both of those coming up next week get subscribed so you get alerted when they're coming up folks that's gonna do it for me today my name is t we've been talking scary movies Stay scared. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, if you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's going to be linktr.ee slash tscarymovies. Again, 
linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.